This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University, WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Tuesday, April 13th, 2021, I'm Alex Jackson. And I'm Mike Stanley. Coming up this evening on New Center 88, U.S. recommends pause for Johnson & Johnson shots and blow to vaccine drive. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Kyle Weiss will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Tyler Cannon will be in with the FM 88 sports report. The current temperature outside is a sunny 68 degrees. And now on to our top story. A white Minnesota police officer who fatally shot a black man during a traffic stop in a Minneapolis suburb and the city's chief of police have resigned. Brooklyn Center Mayor Mike Elliott says he hopes the moves will heal the community and lead to reconciliation after two nights of protest and unrest. However, Elliott also says he didn't ask for nor accept Officer Kim Potter's resignation. It wasn't immediately clear what impact that would have. Dante Wright was shot in Brooklyn Center on Sunday as the Minneapolis area was already on edge amid the trial of a police officer in George Floyd's death. The police chief has said he believed Potter mistakenly grabbed her gun when she was going for her taser. The quote, prime suspect, unquote, has been arrested in the 25-year-old disappearance of a California college student, and the San Luis Obispo sheriff plans to announce major developments in the case. Paul Flores, 44, who was the last person seen with Kristen Smart before she vanished in 1996, was taken into custody today in the Los Angeles area. His father, Ruben Flores, was arrested as an accessory at his Arroyo Grande home, where sheriff's investigators conducted another search. Defense attorney Robert Sanger confirmed Paul Flores was arrested in the Smart case, but he declined further comment. Authorities say a student at a Tennessee high school fired at officers and was killed by police. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation Director David B. Rausch said at a news conference yesterday that police responded to a report of a possible gunman at Austin East uh, Magnet High School in Knoxville. He says the officers found him in a bathroom and ordered him to come out, but he wouldn't comply. Rausch says that that's when the student reportedly opened fire and police fired back. The student died at the school when an officer was shot in the leg and taken into surgery. While most Americans have weathered the pandemic financially, About 38 million say they're worse off now than before the outbreak began in the United States. Overall, 55% of Americans say their financial circumstances are about the same now as a year ago, and 30% say their finances have improved. That's according to a new poll from Impact Genome and the Associated Press Nork Center for Public Affairs Research. But 15% say they are worse off. The problem is more pronounced at lower income levels. 29% of those living below the federal poverty level say their personal finances worsened in the past year. The U.S. recommendation to, quote, pause, unquote, use of the single-dose Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine set off a chain reaction worldwide and dealt a setback to the global vaccine campaign. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the Food and Drug Administration announced that they were investigating unusual clots that occurred 6 to 13 days after vaccination. The acting FDA commissioner says she expects the pause to last a matter of days. The decision triggered swift action in Europe and elsewhere as regulators moved to halt the use of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, at least for now. 
Hundreds of thousands of doses of the vaccine were due to arrive in European countries this week. Coming up, lawsuit filed over death of West Virginia man during arrest. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. Welcome to the Music Request Hotline. Please state the name of the genre you'd like to hear. Alternative? You said hip-hop. If that's correct, please say yes. No. You have confirmed hip-hop. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I said alternative. Country you want to hear? No, no, no. Country it is. No, I said, said alternative. Sports. Alternative rock. Music. No, 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 no. Tired of ignored requests? Call 696-6651 and get what you asked for on WMUL FM. No, I want to hear I'm playing the jazz. Touchdown, thundering herd! Want to know the time of our next sports broadcast? Go to our website at www.marshall.edu slash WMUL and find the entire sports schedule on the front page. You can even go one step further and listen to the game live right off our website, www.marshall.edu slash WMUL. Yet another reason why we're the worldwide leader of Marshall sports coverage. WMUL 88.1. Hey man, you dropped something. That's okay, it's just trash anyway. Actually, it's not okay. It's littering. You should pick it up and throw it away. It would be even better to recycle it. What are some other ways I can help out on campus? Try picking up litter around campus, recycling soda cans, plastic bottles, and paper at the designated bins around campus, taking shorter showers to save water, or walk, ride a bike, or even carpool to cut back on air pollution. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Think green and be Marshall Green. Brought to you by your friends at the eco-friendly WMUL 88.1 FM. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Alex Jackson. And I'm Mike Stanley. West Virginia is joining the growing list of places recruiting remote workers with a thrill-seeking twist. A program launched yesterday will try to lure outdoor enthusiasts to live in the rural state with enticements of cash and free passes for recreational destinations. The goal is to leverage one of West Virginia's most appealing assets, its natural beauty, to stem a population loss in the only state that has fewer residents now than in 1950. Program participants will receive $12,000 cash. They'll also get passes for a year for adventures such as whitewater rafting and golf. The program is now accepting applications for the first 50 openings in Morgantown. Republican West Virginia Governor Jim Justice yesterday urged more people in his state to get vaccinated against the coronavirus. He said more than 75% of residents age 65 and older have received at least one vaccine dose, but he has a goal of at least 85% coverage. All residents 16 and older are eligible for shots. State data shows that 37% of West Virginia's 1.78 million residents have received at least one vaccine dose. The county home to West Virginia University announced yesterday that it is nearly 200 identified cases of coronavirus variants. The UK variant is believed to be more infectious and deadly. A popular summer symphony orchestra performance in West Virginia will return this year at a new location after it was canceled in 2020 due to the coronavirus pandemic. The West Virginia Symphony Orchestra's Symphony Sunday is set for June 6th at Appalachian Power Park in Charleston. The symphony says that details, including a schedule of the event and ticketing information, will be released at a later date. 
Symphony Sunday performances in previous years were held on the lawn of the University of Charleston along the Kanawha River. Appalachian Regional Healthcare has named Holly Harris Phillips as its new president and chief executive officer. The not-for-profit health system said in a statement that Phillips has become the first woman to lead Appalachian Regional Healthcare. The organization operates 13 hospitals in eastern Kentucky and southern West Virginia. Phillips has worked at Appalachian Regional Healthcare for 19 years and currently serves as vice president for corporate strategy and chief strategy officer. She will move into her new position in May, succeeding President and CEO Joe Grossman, who is retiring. The mother of a man who died while in police custody in West Virginia has filed a federal lawsuit. The Herald-Dispatch reports that Olivia Dean accuses the city of Canova and Officer Charles Newman of violating her son's Fourth Amendment rights against unreasonable searches and seizures, as well as reckless or malicious conduct and deliberate indifference. James Dean was arrested by Canova police in April 2019. A police report says Dean fell while in custody and struck his head once. The lawsuit says the medical examiner's report showed Dean suffered multiple blunt force injuries to his head and concluded the death was a homicide. Canova Mayor Tim Bias declined to comment. Coming up next, Florida to close wastewater reservoir with leak history. That and more news from around the nation when New Center 88 returns. Stay with us. This song is being played on a didgeridoo. A didgeridoo is an instrument made by indigenous Australians. WMUL doesn't have any songs with didgeridoos in them. But what we do have is the Tri-State's largest variety of music, from alternative to hip-hop, jazz to blues, and much more. Plus, our selection is constantly being updated with the latest tunes. So, you know, maybe one day we will have a song with a didgeridoo in it. 88.1 WMUL-FM So there's this guy in your office and he just finished rehab, and you don't know how to act around him. Okay, here's a few tips. Don't call him a loser. Do call him Larry, unless his name is John, then call him John. Don't remove the glue from the company envelopes, he's not going to snip them. Do expect him to meet all his deadlines, and don't be surprised when he doesn't. Oh, hey, don't make fun of his addiction. You can, however, make fun of his 80s haircut. For more tips on how to support a recovering user, or if you'd like to become one, call 1-800-662-HELP. Today, a new creature walks among us, causing fear, mayhem, and injury. Stay back, children. Look out for the dreaded digital deadwalkers. With faces pressed against their little handheld devices, they put all good citizens in harm's way. Oh, hey, dude, I'm walking here. Oh, I, sorry, I didn't see you. A public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons who want to keep everyone well connected with healthy bones. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Alex Jackson. And I'm Mike Stanley. The Tropicana Las Vegas Hotel and Casino is being sold by Bally's Corporation, or excuse me, to Bally's Corporation. The company announced today it will acquire the iconic Las Vegas Strip property from Gaming and Leisure Properties Incorporated for about $308 million. The agreement also involves a sale and leaseback transaction relating to Bally's Black Hawk, Colorado and Rock Island, Illinois properties. Bally's president and CEO, George Pompanier, says having a nearly 1,500-room property 
on the Las Vegas Strip is a key step for the Rhode Island-based company. The transaction is expected to close early next year. Valley's Corporation does not own Valley's Las Vegas on the Strip. That, pro- that hotel is owned by and operated by Caesars Entertainment Incorporated. The National Transportation Safety Board has found that a pilot's aggressive takeoff led to an aerodynamic stall, thus causing the 2019 crash of a skydiving plane in Hawaii that killed all 11 people on board. The U.S. National Transportation Safety Board said Tuesday that the stall caused a lot of control, a loss of control at an altitude that was too low for the pilot to recover. The crash was one of the most deadly in U.S. civil aviation in recent memory. The board also found that the Beach King Air 65A90 went to a stall and spin in 2016 while in California, twisting the left wing. The wing wasn't repaired, leaving the airplane in an, quote, unairworthy condition, unquote. An aerodynamic stall happens when a plane loses lift under its wings due to a high angle of the nose and airspeed that's too low. As several states in the American West face intense drought, water managers say it's shaping up to be a very difficult year for New Mexico farmers because of limited irrigation supplies. Officials with major irrigation districts along the Rio Grande say snowpack and precipitation are below average, spring runoff is trailing, and there's no extra water in the state's reservoirs. It's no different elsewhere in the West. The district that provides water to indigenous communities and farmers on part of the Rio Grande says it hasn't seen, been in a position like this since the 1950s. In southern New Mexico, growers are being told to prepare for a short irrigation season. A former police officer serving 20 years in prison for killing an unarmed black man running away from a South Carolina traffic stop said his lawyer never told him about a plea offer from prosecutors that could have cut years off his sentence. Ex-North Charleston police officer Michael Slager is requesting a new sentence in federal court this week. Slager's new attorney says Slager would have taken the deal if he had known about it. Prosecutors say former Slager lawyer Andy Savage's error isn't enough for a new trial, and Savage spent nearly $100,000 on a vigorous defense of the white police officer. Governor Ron DeSantis says Florida will permanently close the leaky Piney Point Reservoir that poured millions of gallons of wastewater into Tampa Bay while threatening to burst open and flood nearby homes and businesses. The Republican governor said at a news conference at the site that problems at the chronically troublesome reservoir must end. The the facility holds polluted water from an old phosphate plant. DeSantis said he directed the Department of Environmental Protection to develop a closure plan. DeSantis said the agency will spend $15.4 million to treat the water to reduce the nutrients that can cause algae blooms and fish kills. Coming up next, leaders of GM, Ford, among objectors to voting restrictions. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. We all share a common journey. We wanted to serve our country and protect the things we love. But for some of us, coming home was more of a challenge than we expected. In the service, we had each other's backs. But as veterans, it can sometimes feel like we're all alone. For confidential support, call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Chat at VeteransCrisisLine.net or text 838-255. Here's your cappuccino, miss. Great, thanks. Coffee with cream? Look, 
Almost half of all new STD infections are among young people 15 to 24 years old. Yet most infections have no symptoms. The only way to know for sure is to be tested. So GYT, get yourself tested. Visit gytnow.org to find an STD testing location near you. A message from CDC. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Alex Jackson. And I'm Mike Stanley. Nicaragua's government is reporting the death of Paul Oquist, a U.S.-born academic who became a close advisor to President Daniel Ortega and drew U.S. financial sanctions. The cause of death wasn't given today. Oquist was born in 1943 and earned a doctorate from the University of California, Berkeley. He served in several administrative positions under Ortega's Sandinista governments during the 1980s and again after Ortega returned to power in 2007. During the 1990s, he had worked in a series of UN posts. Oquist was most recently in charge of the stalled Chinese financed project to build a canal across Nicaragua. Czech lawmakers have rejected a proposed bill to reduce dependency on food imports by imposing a quota of locally produced food to be sold in supermarkets. Lawmakers in the upper house or the Senate dismissed the bill last month. It would have required that the percentage of Czech food sold in larger stores would be a minimum 55% in 2022 and rise to at least 73% in 2028. The lower house had originally approved the controversial requirement in January, but on Tuesday accepted the upper house's veto. Eight other European Union countries and the bloc's executive body strongly criticized the bill, saying it would break EU's rules by discriminating against imported products. A jury has awarded $29.5 million to the family of a woman who was left brain damaged after being treated for a severe allergic reaction by an ambulance service in Las Vegas in 2013. The Associated Press reported Friday that then 27-year-old Chantel Giacoloni went into anaphylactic shock after biting into a pretzel infused with peanut butter. Giacoloni's lawyer Christian Morris said she lost oxygen to her brain for a period of minutes after seeking treatment from Medic West Ambulance. Morris argued the company negligently treated her allergic reaction. The lawsuit was seeking more than $60 million in damages. Medic West denied any wrongdoing. President Joe Biden has begun publicly courting Republicans to back his sweeping infrastructure plan, but his reach across the aisle is intended just as much to keep Democrats in line as it is a first step in an uphill climb to any bipartisan deal. The White House says Biden's high-profile Oval Office meeting with a bipartisan group of lawmakers on Monday was just one piece of his effort to win over GOP lawmakers. But even if it doesn't succeed, it could prove useful by boxing in Republicans while helping to keep the widely uh, disparate Democrats in line. The leaders of three dozen major Michigan-based companies, including General Motors and Ford, have announced their objection to Republican-sponsored election bills that would make it harder to vote in Michigan and other states. The businesses issued a joint statement today saying they are united for principles such as avoiding moves that reduce voting, particularly among historically disenfranchised communities. They stopped short of weighing in on specific legislation. The Republican-led Michigan Senate will soon hear, begin hearings on bills to require a photo ID to vote and restrict the hours in which people can drop their ballot in curbside boxes. And coming up, Kyle Weiss will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast. And Tyler Kennett will be in with the FM88 Sports Report. Stay with us.
G'day mates, my name is Dango Mick, and I've come all the way from Australia in search of a creature that's spelled W-M-U-L. I guess it's a woman. It's known only to exist on the Marshall campus, and its void has been known to induce a dependency on a wide variety of music that only it can supply. Crocky, there it is now, and it's attacking another radio station. Oh, but don't worry, kiddies, it'll be all right. It's only nature. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay, I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Three miles an hour. Mostly sunny conditions will likely stick around for the rest of the day with tonight's low in the mid-50s. Allergy season is in full spring. Pollen count is likely to be high on the high side today as well as the days ahead. Wednesday will bring us more April showers as rain is expected in the morning and will possibly continue throughout the day with a high of 62 and a low of 43. As for Thursday, partly cloudy conditions are expected with a slightly lower temperatures thanks to Wednesday's rainfall with a high in the upper 50s and a low in the upper 30s. Today's weather word of the day is microburst. A microburst is an intense downdraft or downburst occurring in a shower or thunderstorm. The term microburst is sometimes reserved for downbursts having diameters smaller than about four kilometers. Currently outside the WMEL studios, it's a mostly sunny 70 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for News Center 88. I'm Kyle Weiss. Thanks, Kyle. Now Tyler Kennett joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, guys. In Marshall Sports News, Marshall Volleyball redshirt senior outside hitter Sierra DeBell was named to the AVCA All-South Region Team today. AVCA All-Region Teams are broken down into 10 different regions throughout the country, 14 players on each, and a few more names added on there as honorable mentions. DeBell has been honored as a member of those teams in back-to-back seasons and is the first All-Region repeat selection at Marshall since Hall of Famer Kelly Ann Billingley in 2004-2007. Marshall men's soccer junior defender Nathan Dos Santos was also named for a conference honor this week, Defensive Player of the Week in Conference USA for the second time this season. He was also honored back on March 16th. Dos Santos has been a leader and a key piece for the Thundering Herd defense. The ninth-ranked Herd has seven shutouts on the year and has held three different teams to zero shots on goal. He's been a major contributor for this Herd defense since transferring in the spring of 2020 from Duquesne. The Marshall men's golf team played through an on-and-off rain during the first day of the Mountaineer Invitational on Monday at the Pete Dye Golf Club. Marshall ended the day in ninth place of 13 teams and is currently teeing off in the third and final round today as we speak. The Herd improved its team score by 12 strokes in the second round. Cameron Root led the team, tied for 31st amongst every golfer. He jumped up 19 places on the leaderboard with a five-stroke improvement in the second round. Matt Hoffman dropped his score by eight strokes, moved up 23 spots. Christian Boyd, the sophomore, saw the biggest improvement in the second round, dropping his score by a whopping 14 strokes, finishing with just a 1-over 73. In the NBA, former NBA player and Hall of Fame coach Bobby Slick Leonard has died. The Indiana Pacers announced his death today. He went 573 of 534 
won three ABA championships in 14 seasons as a coach, the last 12 of which were with the Indiana Pacers. He also made the game-winning free throws in the 1953 NCAA tournament to give the Indiana Hoosiers the second of their five national titles. In 1985, he became the Pacers' color commentator on television broadcasts and later moved into the radio booth where he coined his trademark phrase, boom, baby, when Pacers made three-pointers. Bobby Slick Leonard was 88. The WNBA will play a 32-game schedule that includes many two-game series in the same location to reduce travel amidst the coronavirus pandemic. The season opens on Friday, May 14th, with New York hosting Indiana. Seattle will receive its rings for winning the WNBA title last season when the Storm hosts the Las Vegas Aces in a finals rematch on the next day. The regular season will conclude on September 19th and will be followed with the traditional playoff format. The league will take a break from the Tokyo Olympics from July 15th through August 11th. The WNBA played a 22-game schedule last season while in a bubble at the IMG Academy. The league played a 34-game schedule back in 2019. The Arizona Cardinals have signed running back James Conner to a one-year contract. The 25-year-old Conner has played his first four seasons in Pittsburgh and was a Pro Bowl selection in 2018. He ran for a career-high 973 yards and 12 touchdowns that year. He played in 13 games in 2020, starting in 11, finishing with 721 yards and 6 touchdowns. He's also been active in the passing game throughout his career, catching 124 passes for 963 yards and 4 touchdowns. He'll join forces with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, who also added J.J. Watt to the defense. Marcus Zagorowski has said that he's leaving Creighton and declaring for the NBA draft. He's the biggest name in an exodus that started after the Blue Jays' run to the NCAA Sweet 16. Zagorowski was one of the top point guards in the nation, averaging a team-leading 15.8 points per game as a junior after being named the Big East Preseason Player of the Year. Zagorowski is the fourth starter to announce his departure from the Creighton team. The attrition follows the head coach Greg McDermott's use of racially insensitive language during a locker room, t- a locker room talk following a February 27th loss. The NCAA is making a monumental change to its transfer rules. The Division I Council meets Wednesday and Thursday. At the top of the agenda is voting on a proposal that will grant all college athletes the right to transfer one time as an undergraduate without setting out season of competition. All indications are that the proposal will pass. When it does, athletes in football, basketball, baseball, and every other sport for the first time will immediately be eligible to play after switching schools without asking for special consideration. This could be pretty huge for the future of college athletics, especially due to the influx of transferring in the most recent years. That'll do it for me. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for Sports Night. Sports View will begin at 5.30. And if you like my voice, I'll be hosting Sports Buzz at 6.30. For FM88 Sports, I'm Tyler Kennett. When we return on News Center 88, biting Biden dog to get training. Stay with us to find out more right after this on News Center 88. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
And finally, today on News Center 88, Major is getting a major personality makeover. Major is one of the two dogs President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden brought with them to live at the White House. Now a rep for the First Lady says Major will get some professional help in adjusting to his new digs. Word of the help comes after the three-year-old German Shepherd was involved in a pair of biting incidents last month. Mrs. Biden's spokesman says the private training will be done off-site instead of at the White House and is expected to last a few weeks. Montana wildlife officials say a woman was hurt over the weekend when she had a surprise encounter with a moose. The 66-year-old woman broke her wrist when a cow moose charged her from a patch of trees as the woman walked her dog in Virginia City. It's unclear if the injury was caused by her contact with the moose or when she hit the ground. A cow moose can weigh up to 800 pounds. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Alex Jackson, David Atkins, Tyler Kennett, Kyle Weiss, and the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Mike Stanley, and your thought of the day is, write it on your heart that every day is the best day of the year. Ralph Waldo Emerson.